If you've just been diagnosed with a serious illness, you've already felt the shock, the feeling that the rug has been swept out from underneath you. Naturally, amidst the fear and uncertainty, amidst the stress and disbelief, the questions start immediately. The first one might be, now what? This is a podcast about how to navigate through this very difficult time. This is a podcast about having your needs, no matter what they are, heard and met right now. This is your palliative care story. At diagnosis, you may already need relief from symptoms, whether they be emotional or physical. You may also feel like you need a better understanding of your condition, and most importantly, you and your family want to be able to carry on with everyday life. A diagnosis of serious illness can be incredibly frightening. It's bewildering to think about how do you move forward. But the important message is that you can move forward to get really good care. It takes an understanding of the healthcare system, how you go about getting good care, understanding what doctors mean when they talk to you, and being a really good advocate for yourself to make sure that you get the care that you want and the care that's really going to help you. That's Dr. Steve Pentelat. He's just published a book called Life After Diagnosis, which lays out approaches for dealing with serious illness, outlines the steps that patients can take, and gives them tools on how they can better navigate the medical system. He says everything starts with having a full understanding of your illness and what your options are for treatment. One of the challenges is that people often feel they have to rush into treatment and they have to decide right away and they have to just launch right in. And first to remind people, you, you often don't have to do that. You have some time to regroup, to really think about what is the best care for you, what is going to be the best plan, is chemotherapy, is surgery really right for you? How do you ask those questions? A checklist of what questions to ask. Do you need a second opinion? Should you get a second opinion? Do you need to see a specialist? If you live in a small town, should you go travel to a big university medical center? Is that important? For some illnesses, that's really important. Dr. Pentelat is a world-renowned expert in palliative care. Now, palliative care is specialized medical care for people with serious illness. It provides relief from the symptoms and stress you may be facing right now. It can be beneficial at any age and at any stage of an illness, and you can receive it along with curative treatment. The goal is to improve quality of life for both the patient and the family. Dr. Pentelat is among many who recommend that palliative care be implemented right at diagnosis. I say, I'm here to help you live as well as possible for as long as possible, and patients may not know what palliative care is. Often I walk in and say, palliative care, what is that? And when I say, I'm here to help you live as well as possible for as long as possible, they say, I want that. No matter what your symptoms are right now, the experts say that the most important thing is that you remain at the center of your care, meaning that your issues and your goals remain top of mind. Dr. Diane Meyer, a palliative care doctor and the director of the Center to Advance Palliative Care, has made it her life's work to ensure that patients like you get the best care possible as soon as possible. Palliative care has been embraced by patients and families all across the country for, for a lot of reasons, but the most important reason is that palliative care places the patient and family at the center and it returns control 
returns control to the patient and the family as basically the captains of their own ship. It's their life. Everything that we do should be in service of what matters to the patient and the family. And patients are more than a single disease or a single organ or a single part. And what happens when we forget that is that with the best of intentions, sometimes we don't meet the needs of patients and families. So palliative care says, wait a minute, this whole healthcare system is here because of patients and families. We exist to serve patients and families. That's why we're here. That's why the whole system exists. Let's start with them. Dr. Rob Razak, a palliative care specialist, says that a big part of the job is getting to know the patients and their family members. I think early palliative care interventions are helpful in terms of figuring out who they are as a person, developing a relationship, because I think that's vital to developing trust. And then basically you can help them through their through the process, through their trajectory of illness. And you build a relationship. I mean, that's what palliative care is. It's building relationships. Palliative care teams are made up of specially trained doctors, nurses, social workers, and other specialists. They communicate with the patient, the patient's family, and the patient's other doctors to make sure that the information is clear and the patient's needs are being met. David is a colorectal cancer survivor who receives palliative care for his remaining symptoms. Here, he discusses how his palliative care team works with his primary caregivers. They made sure I had my oncologist. They made sure I had my primary doctor. If I just tell them that my ear is bad, they'll look up uh, a doctor in the uh, network and they'll, uh, you know, recommended me. And th in fact, they, they call, you know, my primary doctor. They're the ones that called and uh, was able to uh, get me to that primary doctor. Because the palliative care team is working along with David's oncologist and primary care providers, David's needs are often addressed without him needing to go into the emergency room when his symptoms are bothering him. It would be, it would be hard. It would really be hard. I, I guess, you know, the, the doctors at the hospitals would probably try to help me as much as they could, but I would be in the hospital much more. One of the things palliative care can help with at diagnosis is depression. If you've just been diagnosed, of course you're going to feel down, but there's a lot that can be done. One of the chapters in Dr. Pentelat's book gives insights on depression. Depression is not normal. It's not normal in serious illness. So we think, you'd say, well, who wouldn't be depressed if they got diagnosed with a brain tumor? Or who wouldn't be depressed if, you know, they had dementia? And the answer is, it's not normal and it's treatable. You can be sad, you can be in grief, but even people who are very sick, when you ask, when you think about what's happening, what do you hope for, there are things they hope for. And when people are hopeless, I worry that they're depressed and that depression can be treated even very late in illness and it is not normal. For some specifics, we spoke to Dr. Andy Esch, a palliative care doctor who has worked with patients dealing with a wide variety of illnesses over the years. Dr. S says that because the immediate focus from primary care physicians might be on treating your illness, the psychosocial issues often go unnoticed. We focus so much of our efforts sometimes on the main diagnosis, whether that be cancer or COPD or CHF, that we sometimes don't look under the surface a little bit to see the other things that may be affecting a patient. Palliative care specialists start by listening to the patient and asking important questions. They do this so they can get a better understanding of the patient's well-being. Screening for depression in the seriously ill patient becomes important because 
making the diagnosis of depression is different in a patient with comorbid illness versus someone who's just in a primary care setting. Physical symptoms such as fatigue and insomnia are part of serious illness. So how do we differentiate that from depression? So what we do is in palliative care, we use screening tools to try to identify patients that are having feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness, and even suicidal ideation, because these are much better indicators of someone who is depressed while at the same time suffering from another serious illness. If a patient does show signs of depression, palliative care works right away to address it. Once the diagnosis of depression is made in the seriously ill patient, treatment should start immediately. The choice of agent of treatment is not as important as starting treatment immediately and counseling the patient on what to expect. The drugs for, to treat depression are effective and well tolerated, and while some may, may take several weeks to work, the majority of patients begin to feel better soon after taking these medications and get on the path to a higher quality of life. Joyce is a palliative care patient and cancer survivor who had her depression treated by Dr. Esch as she dealt with her illness. The most difficult symptom is fear, fear of being alone and fear of pain, and then fear of depression in dealing with it. And you don't always have the coping mechanisms. Dr. Esch and the palliative care social worker on his team made Joyce's well-being a priority. He said she will be able to listen to you, hear what's troubling you, what's bothering you, and give you the tools step-by-step what to do and how to get out of the depression. Joyce's daughter sat in on every palliative care meeting, along with other family members. As Joyce began working with Dr. Ash to treat her depression, her daughter noticed the positive changes immediately. I think some of the changes I've seen have been optimism. Since my mom's been in palliative care, I've seen um, some of the sadness that you know that I know she's experiencing, she's got somebody else to talk about it with. And granted, we all talk about these things as a family, but I think sometimes for my mom, it's helpful to talk to someone that's outside of the family and has an objective viewpoint and is not emotional about, uh, you know, we're all so connected to her that I think um, for her to have that ability to talk to somebody freely about what she's really feeling is important for her. And I think it's helped her. Let's talk a little bit about pain. Simply put, pain can keep you from living your life to the fullest. The pain can be coming from your illness itself or can be the result of your treatment. And as you probably already know, pain can change based on the time of day or the weather or can be really unpredictable. That's why having support on a consistent basis is so essential. Debbie is a hairdresser, business owner, and proud grandmother who has been diagnosed with multiple myeloma. One of the symptoms she faced at diagnosis was neuropathy. Neuropathy is it's a type of nerve damage. It affected my feet, my hands, and that's how I make my money. So I've been out of work for more than a year and a half. Dr. Bridget Tracy knew that more could be done to help her start to feel better and regain her quality of life. I met Debbie when she came into the hospital with an acute pain crisis. She was really going through a lot in terms of just living with this new diagnosis and then to be suffering from symptoms sort of related to the treatments so that she can live with the diagnosis. With me being in the pain, I just shut myself out and just stayed in my room. The most they saw of me was to come out and get something to eat and go to the bathroom. She was really crippled by this neuropathy. 
And you see she does hair and that was one of the things that came out when we were in the hospital. You know, sort of what bothers you the most about this pain. Dr. Tracy and her team provided Debbie with relief from the symptoms, pain and stress associated with her illness. They talk to one another and they come and they talk to me with each other. Not, you know, they're talking just in a conference among themselves, but they include me in that conference that they're having with one another in terms of how's the medication treating me, how I'm sleeping, um, how is my quality of life. I mean, she, she's such a beautiful person and so lovely and social, and you can imagine for her not to be in that world, it really robs her not just of, you know, financial security, but her identity, and I think it's powerful to think that if you can give her some of that back by controlling her pain, um, you're really allowing the miracle of her treatment for her myeloma to fully, fully realize itself. Debbie has been able to go back to work and return to her business. I would not be back sitting in this chair right now if it wasn't for the, the program. I would be lost without them right now, lost. So if emotional symptoms and physical symptoms are under control, and the palliative care team is helping to coordinate your care, then what? Well, every illness is different. But one common denominator is that palliative care specialists help every patient set goals for their care going forward. Karen Washburn, a social worker and director of her palliative care program, talks about the importance of open communication throughout the illness. We really start with um, what is the understanding that the patient and family have of the disease process. And a lot of times what we find is, is people don't really have a, a real in-depth understanding of what to expect as things progress. And when they do understand that, I think then they can set goals for themselves in, in terms of what is congruent with their own philosophies. You know, what do they want in terms of um, being at home? Um, what kinds of things are they going to want if they need more care in, in the future. Dr. Steve Pentelat says that helping patients set goals is one of the most important parts of the job. All of us can think about how we, how we want to live every day and to focus on that and to have the treatments support that, to make us feel better, to help us live better and live longer. Dr. Pentelat's book, Life After Diagnosis, is available now through Amazon and wherever books are sold. For more information on how you or a loved one can get palliative care today, visit getpalliativecare.org.